Tonight's Torah, tonight's teaching is the Zechri Nishmas Azriel Ya'ir. It's so interesting that every year around this time, as we come to the finishing of our annual cycle of reading Torah, that undoubtedly the most important character in the entire Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, our teacher, as we come to the close on Simchat Torah, we read the final verses of the Torah, we are told of Moshe's death. Vayamas Moshe and Moshe dies. And the entire people of Israel mourn him for 30 days. And what's amazing is that it happens every year as we're dancing around with the Sefer Torah. The greatest figure in Jewish history, the most important mythic figure, real figure who doesn't matter, the most important name in understanding Jewish life goes out with a dance. And we know every year that it's happening. We know every year that on Rosh Hashanah when we say who will live and who will die, we know for sure that within two weeks, this figure whom we've been living with for eight months in our kishkas, in our, in, in our insight, his ups and downs, his ins and outs, his failures as a leader, his failures as a person, his family history, everything about Moshe Rabbeinu, everything about Moses, our teacher, is there before us, and we connect with him. We feel intimately his life, his struggles. And then he's gone. It always bothered me. And I wondered, where have you gone, Moshe? Where are you now as we dance around with your work of art, with your masterpiece, kissing her, choosing verses from her, promising to live according to her, her insights and her wisdom? Where are you, Moshe? Or maybe the Torah would say, Moshe, Moshe, twice, where are you? And this year, this this complexity, this perplexity hit home in a unique way for me as I got word that one of my dear friends had passed as well on Simchat Torah. And I wondered to myself, where are they, you know? Where is the space that they were holding? And then I pick up Newsweek magazine this week And on the front cover, proof positive, Dr. Eben Alexander, if you haven't seen it, a neurosurgeon, Harvard trained, all of the credentials, has proof that heaven exists. And no less a magazine than Newsweek is willing to publish it on the front cover, carried by all of the major newspaper or news outlets. An E. coli bacteria affected his neocortex, And those who are strict materialists who claim that consciousness itself, human consciousness, is an epiphenomenal, an expression of matter reducible to 
brain chemistry. According to all of the scientists, there was no brain, brain activity whatsoever. He had absolutely nothing going on in his neocortex. And yet, lo and behold, the materialist that he was, shocked that he was still there. There was no he, but he was there. And what he witnessed and what he experienced, the angels, it's fascinating read, powerful. And he says this, that in this state that is similar to mystical states and all other literature on what happens after death, this scientist, embarrassed as he was, wrote, I have received a message that you are loved and cherished clearly forever. You have nothing to fear. There is nothing that you can do wrong. He said the message flooded him with a vast and crazy sensation of relief. It was like being handed the rules to a game I had been playing all my life without ever fully understanding it. So I thought to myself, maybe Moshe is still here. Maybe Moshe is with us as we are about to begin another year. In Hasidic literature, tomorrow morning when we begin with the first letter of the Torah, the Bet, Bereshit, in the beginning of creating heaven and earth, the Bet, echoing an earlier Midrashic question, why does the Torah begin with the second letter? It should begin with the first letter. Why begin with the second letter? And one of the answers that is given, there are many answers given, one of the answers is that there are things before the world was created that we don't have any business knowing about. There are olives of all kinds that we must begin to, we begin our lives from the bet, from the B. And all the A's remain a mystery. But there are other Hasidic traditions that say that everything that was about to happen is happening before the bet. There's a halal panui, there's an empty space, a chaotic space. And before creation happens, all of this there's all of this kind of stuff that's happening before, and you know what I'm thinking to myself today? Moses, who went before us, whose entire life was a life of courage, of willingness to step into fear. No, God, I can't go. I can't speak. speak. I can't speak, God. No, not me. Moses, who lived in exile for years. Moses, the wounded healer. Moses, the terrified leader. Moses, who was willing to show us courage has shown us courage again because Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, our teacher, is before the bet of tomorrow's Breshit. Moses went forward into the chaotic space of unknowing and from that place wrote the, the Torah that we don't have his name in, the Torah of Genesis and everything leading up to Shemot. It's all Moses and Moses beaming us from a place beyond our our ordinary consciousness. Moses went forward into the place of terror in order to also blaze a path for us to step into fear. And then out comes a teaching. You see, when the Torah is rolled all the way this way, the way we had it on Simchat Torah, and you can see the last letter of the Torah and next to the first letter of the Torah, you see that it's all one circle. And we Jews don't believe just in linear time, we believe in circular time. We don't just believe in a beginning, middle, and an end, but a circle that never ends. 
And so Moshe, in the circle that never ends, says to us that after my death comes creativity. After my death comes rebirth. After my death comes a world where you can count days and nights and there is order after chaos. Moses leaps into the space between the end and the beginning and says to us, trust me. With faith, you can go anywhere. With faith, you can step into any place. And with faith, you can go on this journey even to the darkest place. And know that Breshit bara Elohim, there will be a beginning. There will be creativity, there will be life. And it will begin again. He teaches us that we begin to see that true safety in this world is not the absence of danger, but the presence of something even greater. The presence of a faith born in the heart, sustained by a spirit of serenity, trust, and courage. So I wanted to call out Moses tonight. I wanted to say, Moses, even though we danced with your Torah last week, it wasn't lost on us that you're gone. But we too have faith. And we will do what we always do. We'll rise again tomorrow. We will begin from the space that you have been shining upon us year in and year out from the space of, of unknowing. From that place where love is the message and we have nothing to fear, you have gone before us and you have told us a new world is yet to be born. Trust me. Trust me. I wanted to finish with a teaching from Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman of Breslev wrote in the Kutay Maharan in the 66th Torah that the reason why the Torah says when it calls upon the righteous, it says their name twice. It calls upon them with two names, Moshe, Moshe, Avram, Abraham, Noach, Noach, in echoing an earlier Midrash, where the Midrash says, are there two Moseses? Are there two Noahs? Are there two Abrahams? No, but there's a Noah above and a Noah below. It says, Rav Nachman of Breslev, Vida, you should know that the way that the righteous die in this world is this way. The upper self, the upper ruach, is pulled down into this world, and when it's pulled down into this world, it connects and it unifies with the lower ruach, the lower spirit, and they become one. But the upper spirit can't live in this world for very long. And at that moment, when it can't take any more, it pulls the lower spirit with it, and they both ascend. He called that the kiss. He says that for each and every one of us to be in the presence of a great soul who leaves the world is to remember that we have so much at our disposal, that we have so many capacities and strengths that we're not even aware of now. 
to be in the presence of someone who lived their life in a way of complete courage and complete vulnerability and openness to go into the dark places and the fearful places. We are all elevated by their example. So I want to bless you, and I know you blessed me back. We're leaving behind us the high holidays, and we've left behind Moses. And now we come into the dark part of the year. There won't be any holidays for some time, and we will be sustained through our Friday evenings together and Saturday mornings, kindling a small light in the heart. I want you to bless me, and I bless you back, that you promised to move into the places of fear with the faith that Moses has given us, that you too will jump into the place of the Aleph, of the unity, knowing that someone went before you and many will come after you. I want to bless you all with that courage. And let us say, Amen.